Hi, my name is Chris and I'm the host of the Birding Life Youth Podcast, the show where we talk to young birders to find out what makes them tick. Today my guest is Tristan Nordia and we have a wonderful chat about some of the adventures that he has been on as well as his many different passions. So I want to welcome Tristan Nordia. Okay, so Tristan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, where do you go to school? Um, what's your interests, hobbies, and many other extraordinary things? Yeah, so I'm 16 years old. Uh, left mainstream mainstream school, went to a home school. Uh, been there for a while, learning a lot of new stuff. Um, got many hobbies, birding, of course, being the main one. Also, when we're out in the field birding, I also love herping, looking for all the cold-blooded reptiles and stuff. And then when I have time, I go fishing or mountain biking through the trails and stuff, which is also lovely. And then I suppose photography, I love uh, photographing birds and reptiles and everything else I can find to do with nature. And yeah. Okay, herping, that's, that's like a real brave man's sport. Uh, tell us a bit about how you actually managed to get into herping because it takes a brave person to do it. Yeah, well, in the beginning, when I was a lot younger, I would have observed snakes, but I'd never catch them. Then when I moved to my new school, I met my friend Declan Yordan, and he's the one that actually got me into herping. He would, I would go out birding with them, and he would find a snake, and then you would say, oh, look, and then I would go, and I suppose... I'd get used to them every time and then from there just picked up on herping and then on all the trips now if I can and try to find the odd snake or lizard or whatever I can. Uh, I've had only a few encounters with snakes in the wild and every time I see one it's a traumatic experience for me. I've got to go for counseling afterwards and yeah it's just a terrible event for me but <laughs> they're beautiful to look at I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah they are definitely. <laughs> And you also say so your one of your other hobbies is fishing. Um, what what do you enjoy about that? Uh, ever since I was young, hey, my father took me out. We'd go bass fishing. That was the main one. And then now that we live down close to the coast, we often go down Port Edward, south coast, target some big fish there. Okay, cool. And where do you hail from originally? Uh, Dundee, you probably never heard of it. It's this really small town in northern KwaZulu Natal. Um, not many people have heard of it though. Yeah, um, it's usually as as I describe it, it's a one horse town, and the horse is actually dead. Yep, it's always how. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. And mountain biking, you also do mountain biking. Um, yeah, so when I have free time or whatever. Uh, we load up the uh, the bikes in the back of the bucky, head down to the forests or wherever there's mountain bike trails, ride around, explore, uh, have a break, see what we can find, and then, yeah, just enjoy the views. What's one of your favorite mountain biking spots? Uh, well, Giba Gorge is a nice one, I'd say. Been there a few times. Interesting. You've recently been big on Big Birding Day with Adam's team, and you guys hit up quite a pretty total. Uh, 194, was it, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. Spot on. So tell us a little bit about your experience of Big Birding Day. Um, uh, it was a long day, I can say. Up at 1, 
got home at 10 or whatever. But it was enjoyable. We had a loads of fun. We got a lot of species, except for one spot that was dead. And would you encourage more younger birders to do Big Birding Day? Oh, definitely. You learn a lot more, especially if you go with a lot more um, knowledgeable people. They teach you a lot and you learn a lot of new things while you're out there. And how many energy drinks did you drink on the day? (laughs) I don't drink any of those. And I Adam did bring a Red Bull, but I don't know if he did drink it. Yeah, um, usually when I do Big Birding Day, it's like about three Red Bulls and then I'm fine. Because <laughs> I, I, I am a terrible person in the morning when I just wake up. I admit it completely. No, with me, um, just a shower, a warm shower will wake me up and I'll be set. So what were some of the awesome birds that you managed to spot? So we plenty, a uh, long-billed Crombeck, European Roller, black rump button quail, white-starred robin, and many more. And Denim's bust, another unexpected one was uh, Amma Falcon, which is was quite up high up from the areas they usually found. Nice, nice. Again, there's, there's some birds that you just mentioned there. I, I really, I wish I'd had the chance to see as well. <laughs> One day, one day. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So you're also a pretty knowledgeable birder for your age. And even for um, people older than you, you got a lot of knowledge. So tell us a bit about how you grew your knowledge as a birder. Well, over time, I started at a young age. I remember my dad buying me like beginner bird books or whatever. And I would ask him to read them out to me. And then from there, I started learning common garden birds and all that stuff. And then eventually grew to knowing most of the species like now. And just every time you go out in the field, you learn something new. There's never a dull moment. Okay. And what are some of your favorite birding books? Uh, I have quite a few here. Um, I have the Roberts is my main one. Uh, Sassel, I could say. Uh, Newman's, I got, and yeah. Nice. And what book would you recommend a first-time birder should get? Um, the what is the first book in the collection of many birding books that they should get? Well, that is a tough question. There's many out there to choose from. So, Roberts is a very good one to get. Many people swear by getting Sassel, but they're both just as good. So, any of those. And you also, you've done some birding trips recently. Um, Can you tell us about some of the places that you've been to and some of the birds that you managed to see? Yeah, so we went to Vakastrum not too long ago um, with Rock Jumper Birding Safaris. We were there for the weekend, had an enjoyable day, or a few days there actually. We went out looking for the Rudd's Lark, we successfully got it. Also things like the Gwurtz's Lark, the um, African Rock Pipit, Mountain Wheat Ear, we actually heard the Eurasian bitten, but that's a tough guy. We couldn't find him. And many more, hey? I can remember going out looking for a spark-heeled lark. 
it actually took us quite a while, but we eventually got them. And another nice views of Little Bitten, which was within a few meters of us just sitting on the reeds there, which was enjoyable. And can uh, this is something I usually don't ask because it does put people on the spot. So if it does put you on the spot, just tell me, I'll stop the question. Um, what is your favorite birding spot? Like when I say favorite birding spot, um, what is the, your favorite memory of a birding spot in a sense? Like where you saw a really special bird or something to that effect? Uh, I'd have to say Mpuzi Game Reserve just because of the majority of birds I've seen there. And that's probably one of our favorite birding destinations. And we try to get out there as often as we can. It's just beautiful. There's so much uh, choice from birds out there. You um, Have you got any plans for future trips, trips that you are excited for? Um, or is there a particular destination you really want to go to now? Um, well, hopefully in the beginning of the new year, we will hopefully be heading out to Zululand, going to Pongola Nature Reserve and Jazini Dam birding around there. A place I would really like to go to would probably be the Western Cape just because I've purely never birded there. Been on a holiday when I was much younger though, didn't know much about birds, only the common ones. But now that I know LBJs and stuff, uh, relatively good. It'll be nice if I get many lifers down there. Cool, cool, cool. And what are you planning on studying in the future? Um, what is in the future of Tristan or Deer? <laughs> well, it's, I'm very unsure right now, but uh, I would like It'll be nice if it was nature-based, like whether it's a wildlife guide or some guide out there. Just like taking people out, finding what they want, even going overseas, taking people for, I don't know, birding destinations, finding what animals, whatever they want to see. So you'd best be described by uh, Afrikaans saying, which is you are a, a carfoot kind, you are a, a barefoot child or a barefoot kid at least. Uh, you like walking in the bush barefoot. How are you this brave? I've just never liked shoes ever since I've grown up. I mean, sometimes you'll even find me going to town barefoot. Uh, I think I only own two pairs of tackies. That's how bad it is. Uh, slops are my main choice wherever I go. If it's in the bush, wherever there's thorns, even if it's a gravel road or paper thorns, my feet are resistant. I just, yeah, my feet need the fresh air. Can't handle shoes. Yeah, at least at least your your feet repels it. Mine, it seems drawn to. Like I I, I wear shoes constantly, and if I just step over thorns, I I get nervous. So you also, um, another passion of yours is photography. You, you take a lot of photos and stuff like that. And some of the photos that you've done are absolutely brilliant. You, you're like a, on the level of National Geographic already. So tell us a bit about how you got into photography. Well, I wouldn't consider myself a great photographer, but I love photographing whatever I see. So 
birds when you go on outings and try to get as many photos for Instagram and whatever to show what our trips are like. Whenever I go out with Adam Krushank, he always encourages me to take photos and teaches me. And yeah, he's probably one of the ones that's encouraged me to take a lot more photos, which is awesome. I love doing it now. It's also one of my passions. Cool. And what is your favorite photo off the top of your head? What is your favorite capture you've ever got? I would say probably the African Emerald Cuckoo that Zach, Adam and I twitched at Ashburton. There were actually quite a few, but there was one that posed within a few meters of us and was not scared of us. Allowed us to get some beautiful photos and some amazing views. Cool. And was that a bogey bird somewhere along the line? Yeah, it was actually. When I first moved here, there was actually, we had some termites late. So when the flying ants come out, there was one just sitting in the tree right by the garden wall, hawking them and catching them, which was awesome. Oh, that's pretty cool. So what is currently your bogey bird? Which bird doesn't exist for you? Well, for me, I would have to say the fulvous whistling duck. I've been on trips searching for them countless times and dipped on them a few times just can't manage to get hold of one yeah so what bird do you think that um these birders that have actually seen it what do you think they are misidentifying it with <laughs> probably shell duck they're probably saying oh we saw a fulvous whistling duck but it was actually a female shell duck or whatever yeah it must be I swear, uh, there's certain birds in the bird book, it doesn't exist. Honestly. Every time I see it, I'm like, no, it can't be. Uh-uh. The fin foot, it doesn't exist. That thing is a figment of birders' imagination. Yeah, that one's a tricky one. It's eluded a lot of people out there. So, what is your favorite type of birding? Do you like birding in the bushveld, or do you like birding in forests? Or what is your, your favorite kind of bush? I mean birding spot? I would say bushfalk birding, just purely thornfalk, because I grew up in a small town that was surrounded by it. So we were out there walking through the acacia trees, or it's got a new name now, I have no clue what it is, but it's the thorn trees birding. So that's probably my favorite bushfalk out there. And with all the nature that comes out there, if you look at the Kruger, most of the place there's different types of bushfalk, like the Miombo bushveld and all that sort of stuff. Cool. So if there's any Australians um, listening to this podcast, please give us our acacia back. We we miss them. <laughs> Have you been on a pelagic trip before? or? No, I'm still yet to go on one. Zach's been boasting how good they are. <laughs> are you excited to go on one or are you dreading it? No, I'm excited. I mean, I've been deep sea fishing, so I can handle being out in those waters. I don't get seasick, luckily. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> I, I, I am concerned that I'm going to be that person that's going to constantly be hanging over the side, just like letting letting the ocean know what I think about it. In the fishes. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll be the... I, they don't have to throw out chum. I'll be the one <laughs> throwing out the chum constantly. Well... Tristan, I'm so glad that I've actually had you on as a guest. Uh, this is a bit of a shorter interview, but it was really awesome to chat to you and I'm looking forward to hearing great things from you in the future.
I, I believe you've got a really great future as a birder. Thank you. Awesome. Once again, I just want to thank Tristan for being such an awesome guest. Be sure to subscribe to us on all the social media platforms and follow us on your favorite podcast streamer.